Welcome, everybody, to the Save Point Podcast. I'm joined here by Jesus. Hello. And uh, as always, I'm Dan. And uh, this is episode eight, I believe. We took some time off, um, maybe a little bit of summer stuff. And I know that some people got sick and, um, you know, all of that. So so we're back after about a two-week hiatus, you know. Um, so how you doing, uh, Jesus? What, what, do you, what, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, so for the most part, I've been just working on my, on my podcast and trying to revamp it a little bit and playing wise, um, actually I've been playing with some of the, my guests actually, uh, just, just Fortnite since it's like the, the one game you can just, uh, like just mess around and not really worry about like being number one. It's just like, you. but yeah, that's kind of really, you have to be, you have to be number one in Fortnite. (laughs) Actually, how one of, one of my guests got really like, uh. Well, when we were playing, he, we were at, at the beginning. You know, you were just your casual. You're like, All right, shooting. If if you die, you die. I think halfway through the moment, we were. I think if I remember right, we were like it was a reasonable match. We were like somewhere in the top uh, top ten, and I think their competitive spirit came out. And then it was like, we cannot die. Go go. And like, oh my god, please no no please no not this. And I, I'm not I'm not that, I'm not that good at that game. So I I can I can hold my own. I can okay. I can survive, but I will. If you ask me to Rambo, uh, I will go Rambo, but I will die if I do that. So, but, <laughs> but, it, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, you know, you know, see, it's just fun. I see. I don't know if I'm cheating in Fortnite or not when I play it. I, I if I play it, I'm I'm actually playing it on my Switch. Um, I haven't really played it on anything else. Um, but um, I find myself like trying to find as much weapons, like the best weapons that I can. And then hiding in like a building and then just facing the door. And then when I have to move, I have to move. And then I try to do the same thing until I get like all the way down. I've gotten to like three, you know, I've gotten to like five, two, three. Uh, I haven't hit number one yet, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a strategy that I've been that's been kind of working for me. And I don't know if that's a good strategy or not. So honestly, you know, you're you're not wrong. I used to play. I would say that's more of the passive way to do it. You know, you're skillfully like sneaking, making sure that you you're not open for anything, and that is one way to play it. But I I've been um, as of late, I've been uh, trying to get a little bit more aggressive, uh, and literally what, what we call ramboing it and just going in, die bombing. Uh, if I die, it happens, but, you know, you kind of live and learn. And luckily in this game, I can constantly just keep going in. And But I, I kind of take it back and, like, what did I do wrong in that situation? I, 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 I'm not trying to get, like, great at it, but I do want to, when I'm playing with some people, like, I don't want to be the anchor that's holding I them back. I what you're saying. So, like, I, I do try to improve little by little and just kind of be mm-hmm. a, a member of my team so i would say um to just try to get out of that little comfort zone and try to try to do some of these engagements and like uh for me like I, i'm now i'm out now at the point where i i get in people's faces with with the shotgun and because i, I would always be the guy with the the sniper or the the assault rifle those are still good guns yes but mm-hmm. i'm always i'm always hiding and trying to stay back but I want to actually get the kill. I, I want to be able to because I'm a horrible shot. I'm not gonna lie. If, if someone's within 50 meters or further, yeah, it's all pure luck. But if someone's within my, my range, a shotgun or an SMG, if I just take a second before I, I engage, I can get in there and probably get a kill 
at least <laughs> 33% of the time. I'm, I'm not being very generous. 33% of the time. 33% of the time. That, that's like a definite, like, like that's like one third of the time. Yes, I will. I will die two out of those three times. But at least I tried. <laughs> And I'm just slowly improving, and um, you know, I'm not that dead weight. I'm not too much of a dead weight anymore. And th- and that's what matters is that you tried, right? Exactly. That's that's no. what we're told. That's what we're told as kids. As long as you try. So, yeah, uh, but that's it for kind of Fortnite and kind of what what I've been doing, just uh, chatting with people. And if you guys want to listen to some of that, uh, you can just catch me at the the convoluted podcast. We're on season three now. Uh, on that and I'm just having fun conversations with people and playing some games and listening to stories I should actually get you on the podcast and uh, yeah I would I would love to be on it so uh, we can we'll set something up at a later date Um, let's talk talk video games man let's talk video games absolutely Um, actually in in fact to to kind of before we get into what I've been playing um, on let me see. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, I pulled it up. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, the 29th, uh, I will be recording with. Um, now, is it. They put it in as uh, a podcast about old school video games, uh, but I think they're called it a podcast about something, uh, is their title. Um, and then they kind of talk about it. And he's doing. Um, the gentleman I'm talking to is doing like an old school type sort of thing. I thought he was going to reach out to you, Tyrant, but we'll talk. Uh, We'll talk differently about that, but uh, yeah, that's that's supposedly when I'm appearing on their show, uh, and I think that we're going to have them on ours at some point in the future too. So, nice. yeah. And speaking of that, uh, I know that you're listening here, uh, but you can always catch us on Podbean.com. Just uh, search. You, you know, it, it's interesting if you search the the Save Point podcast on Google, we are actually the first thing that shows up. Nice. Yes, I I, I don't know how we did it, but we did it. It's awesome. Uh, we have over 250 downloads total of all of our podcast uh, uh, episodes. Uh, we only have uh, eight episodes out, um, but to have over 250 downloads of each is just uh, wonderful. So we thank you guys for, for doing that. Please, uh, please give us your comments. Join our Discord. Our Discord can be found at any uh, link, can be found at any of our sites. So uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you, you have gotten that. But, um, you know, go to the actual uh information page uh, for this podcast and uh, you will find our link to our discord join our discord it's very active uh, we have a lot of channels just different games and suggestions and all of that and we have a good time and good laughs and and uh, i think it's busy every day i mean wouldn't you say it is uh yeah it is yep multiple topics it's and you could just jump around and I, I love it i love it i think one of the biggest things too and we'll get into one of the suggestions is that we actually do have a channel for podcast suggestions so if you want us to talk about something or chat about something just put it in there uh we do have a really kind of interesting one uh submitted by uh he goes by the the name uh, diana um and uh so we'll get into that a little bit later into the show today um but uh, enough about uh, enough about that uh from what i've been playing let's see in the past three weeks what i've been playing um I uh, played a heck of a lot of No Man's Sky, uh, but I'm kind of burnt out on it. Um, but it was very good. I really liked the next update, and we talked about that last podcast, uh, last episode. Um, I think it's really, really good. I think what they've done for the changes is makes the game um, what the game should have been. 
Um, and, and I think that's going to be my final thing with it. Um, I think the the scores would have been higher and all the hype and controversy are surrounding it if they took another year and a half to to do what they did with this next update, then it would have been the game that that would have gotten a lot more praise. But now it's always going to kind of have that that black, uh, dark aura around it. You know what I'm saying? That foggy. Okay. No, yeah. Um, from there, I picked up a game called. I don't know if it's pronounced yes or yes. Um, uh, I think it's pronounced yes. It's yes eight. Uh, it's a switch game and it's uh, La Cremosa of Donna. And I think that I'm saying that correctly. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of this game or no? No, that's the first I've heard of it. Unless you might be pronouncing it wrong, then I might know of it. But yeah. at the moment, no. Um, as far as like like I said, I've heard people pronounce it as yes. I've heard uh, people pronounce it as yes or, or wise. Uh, it's just y s eight. Um, so I've been pronouncing it as yes. Uh, and then it's uh, Lacrimosa of Donna. Um, basically, it's a switch game. And what you do here is uh, you are a doll, uh, which is a male character, and he is on a ship. And basically, the ship gets. Uh, tossed around by something in the water and you end up on this deserted island and um, you basically spend the whole game going around the island discovering the island and how massive it is fighting monsters and actually finding survivors and you bring them back to your camp and each person kind of does something so you'll find somebody and they'll be a blacksmith or you'll find somebody that can make medicine and and uh, as you kind of go around it i mean I would call it linear, but it's an open world linear. Like you can travel wherever you want, but there's linear paths to follow. You know, that uh, sounds like a really fun game. Something that I would actually like dive into because I, I yeah. love those type. Those, those types of games are always fun, where you can kind of create your own homestead and yeah. create the way things. I like. I, I might look into that. I need to get myself a Switch soon. Yeah, it's actually it was actually released on the PlayStation Four a couple of months ago, but I don't think it really took off on the PlayStation Four um, for some reason. And I'm not sure why. Probably just because it's one of those. I mean, it is a um, it is a, you know a, a JRPG if you want to put it that way. It's more of an action RPG. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, one of the best ways to describe it is uh, if you played Xenoblade uh two uh chronicles for uh, the switch one of the big things is that you have these characters and when you go out and you fight you'll go against some enemies and they will automatically start to auto attack so it's like an auto attack that they do in the game and then when meters fill up you hit certain buttons certain button combinations and then you can do different type of attacks so basically what you're doing is you're kind of running around until your meters fill up and then you're hitting like real-time event buttons for um xenoblade okay 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 in this one you actually are given different skills and you can map only four of them to your buttons uh plus you're just normal you know normal slash of your sword or whatever uh, but you actually have to go over and you actually have to hit the button so you can do attacks you can jump you can slam on people um it's instant and when i say instant i mean instant uh character switch uh, so all you have to do is hit um, the Y button, 
and then you'll character switch or you can map it to a different button, but you'll character switch and you can go and use there. So like a doll is really good for like ground enemies, small ground enemies that you're going. Um, you pick up one survivor and she is very good with flying enemies because she has a rapier sword that, you know, that starts to poke and, and can kind of pull them down from the sky. And, and uh, so you kind of have to have the strategy of who you're going to use and what areas you're going to use these people in. Um um, I'm still in the beginning of the game. I'm in chapter three of the game. Um, so, but it's a lot of fun and you kind of just start to go out and start to explore this Island and, and you fight on these big monsters. And so, um, if I have to compare it, I'm re- comparing it to Xenoblade, but it's a different game. This is more of the action. I think this is, if you were looking for Xenoblade to kind of be an action RPG, this is more of the action RPG I think that you're looking for. So nice. Yeah, it's, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And then, and this will get us into our first topic, um, is uh, I did pick up Dead Cells. I did download Dead Cells. I heard so much about this. Can you please tell me about this? So uh, first off, I'll talk about the game, and then and then we'll kind of talk about the controversy around it. Um, so Dead Cells um, basically is a dungeon crawler 2D platformer uh, that you don't get any saves. Um, so you start as a soul. You start as like this little blob and you go into a corpse and you go around, okay, and you go through these dungeons in different stages, okay, and you can pick up uh, a melee weapon, a melee weapon, uh, a ranged weapon, and uh, two different, um, two different like, I want to say accessories or extra skills type sort of thing. Um, if you die, okay, you lose everything. You, I mean, you go all the way back, even your health. So, like, all your health upgrades, you lose them. Um, permadeath, damn. Yeah, basically, it's permadeath. So, um, so you come back, and everything is randomized. It's all procedurally generated, so you never have the same dungeon. Um, and what you do is you collect souls. So as you Now, you could speedrun through the whole thing, uh, and there's gates for things so you can get different things to speed run and and all of that. Um, but then if you do take your time and you want to go after the enemies, you can. And then you can collect souls that way and you collect gold and, and, and all of that. And you have different upgrades that you can do. So um, like one of them is like your, your pocket. So uh, when I started, I didn't have any gold. But what I did was I upgraded my my pocket or whatever you want to call it, my purse. And now I can hold uh, 6,000 gold. So if I die and I have over 6,000 gold on me, it will, I'll, I'll keep 6,000 gold. Okay. Okay. I was uh, worried for a second. That's just, yeah. Ugh. So, I mean, it, and the thing is, it may, it, the game is hard. Uh, I mean, if you go in there just trying to think that you're going to swing and, and after that, you, you, um, you're gonna die. I mean, you're going to die in this game. It, it's 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 like a Dark Souls, also. Like it's, you know, um, you have to know how to jump. You have to know what the different enemies, what type of um, uh, attacks they're going to do, and and all that. And the thing is, is that they've made it so addicting that when you die, you don't get frustrated. You want to get back right back to where you were. You know what I'm saying? Um, kind of. Kind of like, uh, what was that game? Isaac? Mm-hmm. Yes. Binding is of those... Isaac? Yes. 
like that. I, like you, you perish. Like I need to get back. I need, I need to go through this. So, so like, so like, if I pull up my uh, my guy right now, I'm actually um. So my body was just deceased. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is not. I mean, which is normal. Um, I can tell you right now that two of my friends are playing dead cells, uh, right now as we speak. Um, it's loading. I'll pull up my character stats uh, just to kind of let you know um, what's going on uh, with it. So, um, are we talking dead cells? Are... Oh, hey, Steve, what's going on? Hey, I'm here. All right. Player so... three has joined the party. <laughs> All right. So we're you talking Challenger. About... <laughs> we're talking about dead cells right now. Oh, cool. All right. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard about this, and I'm kind of just going through it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So um, right now, I can tell you right now, I have had a total of 25 games that I played. Okay. Total number of games I've finished is zero because I keep dying. <laughs> uh, the total number of the most gold I've uh, obtained at one time right now at this point is 12,103. So that's what I've actually held in my hand at one point. Uh, total gold acquired through my 25 games is 120,497. Uh, nice. And my total gold spent is 75550 So if you do that math out of it, I've lost like 50000 gold on dying. Oof. Uh, you know, once again, I, I told you, you collect uh, cells and then you can use those cells to create permanent upgrades. So I've collected, I've held 43 cells at one time is the most. Uh, my total number of cells I've acquired is 498. But my total numbers of cells I've spent is 329. So if you do that math, I've lost 169 cells with death. So You got to bank those cells, man. You got to bank them. Yes, you do. (laughs) Um, And that's the thing. It's like you have to get through – you have to get through the stage uh, to get to the next part. And then between each part, that's when you can spend your cells. So like you can't save – you can't bank anything. It's like you have to spend – that's the other thing too. You have to spend it. The only thing you can bank is gold. Oh, you everything can't? else you have, yeah. Okay. Everything else you have to spend. Like it even tells you if you don't spend all your cells, um, uh, you know, while you're between each stage, if you don't spend them all, you can't continue. You have to spend your cells. Oh, okay. I was what the only thing I know about this game is I watched a playthrough, a couple of, a couple of episodes of a playthrough of this YouTuber that I watched sometimes. So it was like two. 20 minute long games. And so I, I got, I got the concept of the game and like the cells and the upgrading and the money. And he I only died like once cause he was playing really decently. So I was like, oh, okay, this is what happens when you die. And I saw that there were some upgrades for how much gold gets carried over between deaths. Is that yep. something that you prioritize? Like, cause you want to keep as much gold as possible. Well, what I did was I prioritized my health flasks. So, okay. um, one thing that I do on mine is I always feel that um, health is – if it's a game that I'm going to die in, um, I'm going to err on the side of let me – give me as much health as I can over like brute strength. Okay, sure. Because um, I would rather – I'm, I'm normally one of those like give me a pair of daggers or give me some small swords and let me push the button a million times then <laughs> let me wait – let me wait two and a half seconds for me to swing like a big axe sure. type sort of thing, you know? Uh, so with that is give me the more <laughs> health that I can, that I can save up and then I can kind of go after like that. So I prioritize getting health flasks um, from there. 
but yeah, you can prioritize if you wanted to get the the one the purse where you can upgrade that and you can you know hold over so much uh, of that. Um, you also have a recycler, so if you can't use like a certain weapon that gets dropped, you can hold it um, and it will turn into gold um, okay. and give it to you. So you can upgrade that, so it gives you more gold for items that are dropped that you don't use. So I mean, it kind of depends on what you want to what you want to use. Um, all of your weapons that you pick up, so all of your upgraded weapons, all of that, if you die, are lost. Gone. Gone. Completely gone. Damn. Uh, if, if you got your health all the way up to five, you know, uh, 2,500 HP, <laughs> it goes all the way down as if you completely started the game brand new. That's brutal. <laughs> it, is. it is brutal. But like I said, they have done, the developer has done something so well that it doesn't like see with with like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, uh, I would like want to throw the controller through the wall <laughs> if I died. Like uh-huh. that's I second a, that. Even, even like to the point of Bloodborne, like I, I I couldn't like I just wanted to throw it against the wall. Like this one, it's like okay, no, get me back in. Like okay, let's go. I'm I'm ready to go back in. Okay, type sort of thing. Uh, your confidence gets built. Like uh, when I first started, I was like cautiously like moving the guys and seeing what enemies are coming through. Now I'm just like running at them. I'm like, oh, that's a green zombie. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a wizard. I can I can take care of the wizard. Um, well, after you learn like all of their routines and how they attack and stuff, and you just kind of if those are the same enemies that you start with every single time, then eventually it's like, Oh, it's no problem. It's like the first Goomba in the first Mario, right? Like, you know exactly where he is. You know exactly how to jump on him. You don't even think about him anymore. So you, you get to the point where you, you jump on him in like a trick style because you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to jump backwards, backwards yeah, forwards. And you know, and I'm, I'm going to jump over the question block and on top of them because I can do it. Cause I'm, you know, just because I mean, you're exactly right. Yeah. The, I think the cool thing that doesn't make it stale about that is like I said, it's that it's all the levels are procedurally generated. That's so awesome. you'll come out and there's always different. It always looks different it, from it, ledges to it. It looks different, but it's still like the same like tile set and the same enemies though. Right. Or do you, yes. or does the game restart and it's like completely, completely different? Um, it would be kind of like in between of that. Okay. Um, so enemies are placed differently on different ledges and different dungeon areas and all of that. Okay. Uh, so like you could go over and you could have a dungeon that completely like goes off to the left and goes straight down. And then you'll have like, you know, like you can go into an area that has like three ledges and then you go into an, another one that has like six ledges and then you die and you go into another one, you know, you go into another game and you can go down in what you feel is the same area. And like one can now have 10 ledges and, 20 okay. monsters you know i mean it's like you don't know what they're doing but but are they still the same does it still like look the same like it's the same oh, yeah. kind of dungeon for like oh, the, yeah. the starting dungeon yeah correct okay yeah it's it's always the same starting dungeons and and all of that um you progressively start to see more enemies as you go further into it mm-hmm. uh so like the first two um the fir- like the first dungeon that you go to or the first stage that you go to, you'll have like a green zombie and then you'll have a, a zombie that kind of throws like these these pink bombs at you. But mm-hmm. those are going to be the only two character, only two enemies that you see in the first stage. Like, okay. ever. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get to the third stage, you'll see these, you'll see another two enemies be added, different types of enemies. Got and then it, they just kind of keep growing from there. 
how do um how did the are there bosses like when you get to like the end of a stage the boss monsters that kind of stuff does that happen so yeah so um as at the end of the fourth or to the fourth stage so like you go through three dungeons and at the fourth one i've gotten to one boss and i have yet to beat him i've oh. gotten to him like four times and i've yet to beat him <laughs> cool so i you know i don't know kind of what happens after that um, it turns into a different but, game. It turns into an FPS. Yeah. And- <laughs> so, but it's, it, I'm just telling you right now, it is so addicting, so addicting. Um, and I can, you know, if, if I have to make a recommendation for a fun, uh, game, I, I know it's on all the systems. It's on all the consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think it's $25 on all the consoles too. Um, I, I can't recommend buying that game and, and playing it. it. It is so fun. So addicting. Uh, we created a channel on our discord as, as you, you know, oh, yeah, uh, for I saw people that. listening and uh, there's just been so much chat on it because of the people playing it. <laughs> a really good friend of mine. I saw, I was playing uh, something on steam and I saw, I just kept seeing dead cells pop up just like over and over and over. And eventually I texted and I was like, Hey man, how is that game? He's like, Oh, it's so good. And he, yeah. he comes from the school of enjoying things like dark souls and the games where you are, it's extremely, you know, hard and one death kills, you know, all that kind of nonsense. So he's like, Oh, it's so much fun. But yeah, man, I kind of want to play that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, we'll get into the controversy of that, but since Steve, since you joined us, why don't you uh, yes. tell us what have you been playing the past two and a half weeks that we haven't? Been on? <laughs> oh man, it's been so long. <laughs> it really has. It uh, feels like so long. It feels like it's been forever. And you know, I haven't played that much. What I what I finally broke down and bought, and it and it's a game that most people are going to go, huh? But um, RimWorld. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes. I love that game. Okay, there you go. The uh, the 1.0 finally came out, so it's out of beta finally. And uh, and for those listening that don't know, RimWorld is a colony builder where you have crash-landed on a planet. You typically have three like settlers, kind of, and they all have stats. And it's very dwarf fortressy where you don't control the characters, but you do give them jobs, and then they have to kind of figure it out. And so you can, you add stockpiles and you give them jobs to do. And then it's up to them to like figure out how to get it done. And so you can really dive deep and like micromanage and make sure like, okay, this person can only do mining and this person can only do construction. Or you can just kind of leave all the boxes checked and just let them figure out what they want to do and just kind of watch. Um, and then the other thing that's cool about the game is that there is a storyteller involved. So there's Cassandra classic something chillax i don't i forget the name and then randy random and so the classic one as the game progresses it steadily gets harder and harder and harder and starts throwing more and more like random events and harder events like you go through a heat wave and all your crops die or you get uh raids like pirate raids that come in and try to destroy your stuff and like kidnap your people or animals come in and start rampaging around all that kind of nonsense and like thematically the whole thing they i think the guy said it was like a cross between dwarf fortress and firefly um because it's very much like Mm -hmm. this this is a science fiction universe but you're on like the edge of 
of society. You're on a, an unsettled world. So you go down and you're like planting corn and building houses out of the trees you just chopped down. But then like these um, half machine robots can come and like start attacking you and you're like, what's going on? And you can build a space like how you end the game is you you get enough resources to build a spaceship and leave the planet. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. And it's the, it's the type of game that, you know, you hit space bar that pauses time and I can get up and go change the diaper. Right. So I've been doing that kind of thing where I leave the game running and I come and I play it for 20 minutes, half an hour, and I get up and I have to go do something else and come back to it and keep playing. So I think over the past couple of weeks I've clocked in, Oh, you know, what? I can check something like 20 hours into it. Maybe something like that. Um, oh, cool. yeah, it's whoops. Come on, steam. Where are you? There you are. Uh, RimWorld. Uh, 25 hours. Yeah, I've clocked in 25 hours. And I've scratched. I, I've only played on as one colony on, on one. Pla- and the planets are procedurally generated. And like you generate the whole planet and you pick a landing spot. And then when you when you pick the landing spot, it, it determines the type of terrain you deal with. So like mm-hmm. desert, coastal, rivers, forest, jungle, you know, whatever it is. And then there are settlements around you and they will come and trade with you and you can like send out caravans and all that kind of nonsense too. So picking your spot is is kind of important. If you pick a spot next to a lot of like pirates and raiders and stuff, you're going to have a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, every time that that uh, that there's a Steam sale or something like that, that that game always pops up on like my suggestion list. Uh And I'm always kind of like. Mm, maybe do i want to so so you're you're giving it a you're giving it if 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 i'm looking for something give it a go well do you have you played other like colony simulators before oh yeah because i yeah. that's a game like i would play it like i like we actually talked earlier i like having the ability to create my own uh like my own people and let them do their own thing mm-hmm. and this is this is perfect because i i i watched like oh, a streamer literally play for like four hours as he <laughs> tries to do crazy stuff. Oh yeah. There's so many, so many situations you can create mm-hmm. and it's really fun. It's just fun to watch because it's, it can, it can become its own little story that you create and what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and like, you're this um, is a game that for me is one. And your, your settlers will like have relationships and you can like dig down. And like, when you see two of them, like next to each other, you can like pause time, click on one of them and like, see what they were talking about. Like so-and-so just had a great conversation. So-and-so insulted so-and-so by talking about their mother, you know, and like they have like these little stats and little bars and you can, you can really dive down into it. mother. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would. If you like colony builders, if you like the, the colony simulators, because it's not like a Sim City or something like that. You're not plopping down buildings. You're building walls and doors and everything from scratch. And you're keeping your people fed and you're keeping them happy. Um, they have a whole mood meter. And if you, uh, and mm-hmm. if bad things happen, their moods can spiral and then they can go crazy. And, and if you're good with balancing all those kinds of things, this game is great for that. It's not great to look at. There is there is something to be said about the graphics for it, or okay. not the best. I think that's what kind of throws me off about it. Yeah, you look at it and you go, "This looks like it could be terrible," but the gameplay is so perfectly spot on that you don't even pay attention to the graphics. Like it, it doesn't like, oh, here's one sword and it's like gray, and here's the one next to it and it's like a darker gray. It doesn't matter. You click on it, and you look at the stats, and then you know like which one is better than the other. Because you need to look at, you know, its durability and what it was made out of and, you know, all that kind of nonsense. 
So yeah, for its price tag, which I think is like 30 bucks, I want to say, um, I would say, I would say dive in, check it out. It's, it's a cool game. The designer, um, Tynan something was on, was one of the devs for civilization five, I believe. And he definitely brought forward the, the like one more turn, like five more minutes. Like I just need to finish this one thing. And then I just need to finish one more thing. And just, just one more thing, just five more minutes. And, you, and you're constantly in this loop of like, I'm not done playing yet. I want to play just a little bit more until it's like three in the morning and you go, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> Those are like the best games sometimes though. They are Oh, what you sit down with a beer and you just play. And it's, what would I, you know, as a father of two, what I enjoy about it is that it's pressing pause in the game is almost part of the gameplay. Like something happens because whenever an event happens, that goes and like a thing drops on the side of the screen to like, like a message just comes through. You immediately hit pause, to like read it and like analyze it and figure out what you want to do. And that's perfect. There's nothing like uh, there's no like Twitch gameplay about this. There's no fast clicking. It's not like Starcraft where it's like how many clicks per second can I get? And if I don't get enough clicks per second, then I'm going to lose. You know, it's not like that at all. It's very like casual and you can slow time down and pause. And so there's no like stress about it. you. You you stress about your planning and you stress about if the thing is going to work or not, but you don't, it's not like a, a second to second stress. It's like, all right, Am I going to have enough food to get through the winter? All my crops just died because it snowed. What happens next? You know? Anyways. I feel sorry for all my people. <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say now. <laughs> that, that actually seems very, very interesting. Um, that I've kind of gotten a whole different kind of view on, on what that game is. Uh, yeah, check it check it out. It is it is Definitely cool. will. Um, one of is real quick uh, story. I so I had I have this this colony right now, and there's I think I have like eight or nine people, and one of the gameplay loops in it is you, you start off with your three. Um, sometimes you can start off with five, or you can even start off with what like one rich person if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. But I start off with three, and then um, people will come in like, "Help! I'm being chased by raiders. Can I join you?" And you hit yes, and then they join you, and then whatever their stats are for good or for bad. Um, they're yours now. And then the pirates come in and so you have to kill the pirates or the raiders or whatever. And then sometimes you get attacked and you fight them off and you knock one of them down, but they're not dead. So what do you do? You check their stats and if they have good stats, you have a prison pre-built and ready for this. You drag them to your prison, you heal them up, and then you, there's a little button that you check out that says, you know, get them to join you. And then after X amount of time, if you have somebody with a high social skill, then they'll join you. And so my my like eight or nine people are from my three original people that I've saved and people that I have essentially kidnapped and brainwashed to join me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome. So that's fun. And then, um, so... What'll, and this will be the last thing. Um, what happened is I was running out of food and there was a bunch of wild boar oh, came no. into my area. Okay, never mind. I thought you went somewhere else. Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, no cannibalism. <laughs> I haven't done any of the cannibalism yet. No, no cannibal that's, run. That's my plan. That's, I'll oh, that's, plan. there are, there was, I was watching this one streamer who was doing an ice sheet cannibal run. Whereas characters a cannibal can only eat human meat, but he's living out on the ice sheet where you can't do any building and there's no trees. It's like the hardest of the hard that you can do. Um, and that was a lot of fun to watch. Anyways, so all these wild boar come in. I'm like, okay, I need food. So I ran up on my hunters and say, okay, go out and hunt boar. 
I wasn't anticipating that the boar would get angry and fight back. So like <laughs> most of my people got injured to the point where they need to be rescued. So I took everyone who wasn't a hunter, went out, rescued everyone, brought them all back. I had to patch them up, use a bunch of my medicine, wasted a bunch of time, still didn't get my food. And I was like, oh, that was a huge waste of time. And I wasted medicine and these people are hurt and people will get scars. They'll get like limbs cut off sometimes that you can replace with bionics or like peg legs and stuff. Um, well, this one person got so injured and so what, what happens is you, you create these little like medical beds and they, they go in there and they rest and then other people come up and treat them. They bring them medicine and bring them food and they just stay in the bed. Well, this one person, a little notification came up so that, that said that they were healed. Usually when they're healed, they get up out of bed and they go out and they start doing other jobs that, they, that need to get done. This person didn't get out of bed. And I was like, why didn't they get out of bed? So I click on him and I go through and it sees that everything's been healed. But then I look at the list of like scars and like dam like permanent damage that they have. <laughs> and it said spine destroyed. They were paralyzed. <laughs> they were no longer able to walk. And I was like, oh no, they were still alive. They were as healthy as they could be. They were stuck in bed. And, and I, I'm stuck in this loop of like somebody in their, in their daily work routine has to go grab some food, bring it to them, feed it to them, and then leave again. And this person's mood is just slowly dropping because they're not, they can't do anything. And so I don't know what to do. You can like get cannibal rid of run. people. <laughs> yeah. <you> cannibal run. <laughs> you can, you can get rid of people. You can, um, so like, I think at this point, my only option, I think I can harvest their organs to like sell in the black market, um, which would kill yeah. them. I think I can also um, change their bed from being a medical bed to being a prison bed, and then they would become a prisoner, and then you can execute your prisoners. So then I could execute her that way to get rid of her. Um, well, that's it. I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that sells the game right there, right? Yeah, right there. I, I don't know if there's a way to implant like a new spine because I know that there, that there are like bionics in the game. I don't have any of them. I, I don't have the ability to build them. I don't know how you get them. But if there is like like I, I my luck, I would say, OK, let's kill them, eat their flesh, whatever. And then like the next thing that will happen is a, a, some ship will fly by. that's like, oh, I'm trading bionic spines. You want to buy one? Like I know that'll happen like as soon as I kill her off. Anyway, that's room world. That's funny. <laughs> I, I definitely now got to check this game out. You've kind of you, you've intrigued me. Thank you, Steve, for adding more to my playlist than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Uh, there was one one other game that I've been playing, and that is um, uh, Conan Exiles. Is that what it's called? Okay. Um, is that is it? Hold. Let me check. Yeah, it's Exiles. Exiles. It's okay. Yeah. So that game. Um, it looked it looked interesting, and I got it through the Humble Bundle, and I was like, all right, well, I've already paid for this. I guess I'll check it out. And it's it's very much in the vein of like Rust or something, except for more friendly, or maybe just the servers are more empty. But you go in, you are just a barbarian in a wild land, and you, you get resources, and you build things, and you level up, and then you get more resources, and you build more things. And so far, all I've done is like build a couple of buildings – hunted some stuff, crafted some clothes. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just about done with this game. <laughs> like, I'm not sure <laughs> what else I'm supposed to do in it because I've run across one other person and they ran up to me, dropped like a hundred metal ore, and then like did like a salute and then ran off. And that's the only interaction I've had with other people so far. So I was like, that was cool. Thanks. Like I didn't know how to emote thanks back to him. Um, but I don't know if the game has like quests in it. If it does, it, it hasn't made it apparent. 
there's no really like direction except for the game starts with you like on a cross in a desert. And then I think it's Conan comes up and like cuts you down. It's like, go and be alive and I'll see you later. And you're like, all right. So you're naked. And I, and I click the option to be like adult. So you are stark naked, like junk hanging out naked. And I'm like, okay, we need to find some clothes. Um, but then you just like head out of the desert. And so I just went in that direction until I found a spot that was near some trees and near some rocks, which wood and stone are, are your, your two like major things that you need. And so I found mm-hmm. there's a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of stone here. There's a forest over there. I'm near a river. Um, there's, uh, some wildlife around for food. Like this seems like a pretty good spot. So I started building stuff and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> so um, <laughs> I either I need to look into the game more to see what else is available. Um, and if there's nothing, if, if, if this is it, if, if all that the game is, is just to like keep upgrading and keep like building yourself better gear and better weapons and that kind of stuff. I'm kind of done because it's not, I mean, it's just fun enough that I put some hours into it, but like, if that's all it is, I'd, I'd rather spend my time doing something else. Uh, good junk. That's what a lot of people have been saying about, about exiles. It's just kind of when it first came out, cause I was looking at that game too. And and Mm -hmm. they're like, um, it's fun for about the first five hours. Ah, okay. And then there's like, you know, it's like there, it, it runs out of its, it's, shock value it's fun value to a point mm-hmm. you know after so long and then it's just kind of like yeah okay it's like you an know, M- it's, sort of it's an mmo with no quests and no other people around yeah. so it's like i'm just it it's like masturbating like you're just sitting there like just doing stuff for yourself but with no end <laughs> except for making yourself feel good like I, I can do this without looking at this guy's junk wiggler on my screen which by the way they're the junk jiggling physics top notch like Good yes. job, Conan Exiles. <laughs> I love how he, he almost threw that one up. I love it. That was worth it. That was worth it. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Dan. <laughs> Dan almost choked. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to take a drink of, of what I'm drinking, and I yeah I couldn't. <laughs> what's What's interesting? So, in, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Should, should that Should that be a new category if we start to do reviews? The junk jiggling physic. Junk so junk jiggling physic. That is a that is one already. That's that's a very important point. Most games score zero right there. This game ten, solid ten. <laughs> I mean, then again, you you take any really type of JRPG in the past what ten years, and you oh. know, and you look to. I mean, there's some jiggling. Those jiggle physics, man. They have jiggle to be physics on and breast. I mean, are just you know nine times out of ten because you know they are uh, anatomically inaccurate of how big they are. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I've seen some augmented people in real life, and it is horrifying. It is oh, not God, how yeah. the the cartoons God. make it out to be. Well, yeah, you live in California, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's everywhere. So, I mean, I mean, you got you know. <laughs> you, I mean, you're uh, yeah. not saying anything about people in California, but oh no, know. we are all mo- heavily modified. I'm actually yeah. a 58 year old woman. You wouldn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I've been fooled. <laughs> What, what, what was what was that Family Guy gag from a very very early episode? It's like, um, what is it? The, it was the news anchor. I think it was the news anchor's like talk show. Oh, Tom, was Tom like, Tucker. The woman was like, the guy's like, I'm not really a man. I'm a woman. Oh, and zip. He's like, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> zip. He's like, and I'm not really a woman. I'm a horse. Zip. Oh yes. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not really a horse. I'm a broom. And then the broom just falls <laughs> over. <laughs> and they're like, How do you feel? She's like, 
I feel surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is pretty much California. That's I mean, you, you never know what you get until you unzip. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, hey. Hey, time out though. We love our California subscribers and downloaders. And oh, all that. I mean, no, I'm 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 pro everything. Like, go for it. Whatever. Absolutely. Let your freak flags fly. I mean, it's fine. It's good. I mean, well, that um, that's what I say. Video games are based off is is people with some creative, freaky minds. Anyway, in the first place. I mean, yeah. Anytime you get into a game and you go, does this game have kidnapping and cannibalism? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you said that about real life. <laughs> You'd go right to the to the nut house. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, so once again, video games rule for that reason. Indeed. Um, <laughs> so awesome, awesome. No, it sounds like we've been really kind of busy over these past three weeks, and uh, I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking again and 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 recording again and and all of that. So so once again, uh, you know, obviously, if you're listening to us now, uh, you, you you have downloaded it, but uh, uh, you know. Find us on on iTunes or, or Podbean. Uh, you can stream us live on Spotify. I found that out, uh, which Hooray. was kind of cool. You actually can stream us live, uh, so That's you awesome. don't necessarily need to download uh, if you don't want to take up the space. But you can stream us live through Spotify uh, and tune in. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us on there. Also, if you go to any one of those sites, uh, our Discord channel link is there. So please join our Discord. Uh, we love new people there. We love opinions. Uh, we are going to talk about. Uh, like I said, we have a whole bunch of channels, and we do have uh, one for podcast suggestions and what we want to talk about. And we're actually going to be talking about one of the suggestions that was posted in there uh, today, later on in this podcast. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, so just uh, once again, thank you for subscribing and and uh, keep listening. Uh, we'll get into the the releases. Uh, obviously, Dead Cells was released last week. Um, Battle of Azeroth for World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, World of Warcraft Battle of Azeroth was released. Uh, was it this week? Our host uh, Grace has been playing that constantly, so I'm yeah, looking forward to her her thoughts on that. Yeah, I have it. I just haven't been able to sit down with it and do it. Um, so, uh, so I've I'm been watching. To... I've been watching a lot of streamers play it. It looks fun. I just I've never gotten into World of Warcraft, but it's fun to watch. Yep. Cool. Um, on the twenty first. Uh, all-Star Fruit Racing is being released. What? I don't know if you have heard. Yeah, All-Star Fruit Racing. <laughs> okay. I just figured we'd talk about it. You know, this is the other thing I've kind of noticed, too, uh, with some of these releases and some of these games coming out. You know, it used to be, like, go like two years ago, and it was Xbox and PlayStation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now a lot of these, a lot of some of these games, or not a lot of some, that really makes sense. Uh, <laughs> a lot of these games... <laughs> are being released on the Switch and the PlayStation 4 and completely bypassing the Xbox. Yeah. Which That's... is kind of an interesting trend. I just kind of wanted to throw that out a little bit. Uh, so All-Star Fruit Racing is for the PlayStation and the Switch. Uh, Shenmue, which is how I pronounce it. I know some people pronounce it Shenmue, but I believe it's pronounced Shenmue. Uh, one and two, the remakes, are being released on... The 21st. That's for PlayStation and Xbox. Um, I know Shenmue 3 is in development, and I think that's just for the PlayStation 3. Or, I'm sorry, PlayStation 4, hmm. uh, not the 3. Um, supposedly. I'm not sure, but I haven't heard anything as far as release date. Little Dragon's Cafe is being released on the 24th of August. Um, I have no idea what this game is about, uh, but it's on the Switch and the PlayStation 4. 
It's going to be good. my next game I will be streaming. 10 out of 10. Oh, really? Wow. No, I have no idea what it is, but it sounds <laughs> hilarious. You got us. You got us both. Um, this one, I've, I'm surprised that I don't know where it's coming from, but um, Fire Pro Wrestling World. And I think Wait, what? Fire Pro Wrestling World. And it's done by the developer called Spike Cunsoft. <laughs> That's going to be a pass. It's releasing at $49.99. I guarantee it will be $4.99 a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's releasing on the 28th of August. Uh, Victor Vron Overkill Edition, which is a Switch exclusive. Uh, that's releasing on the 28th of August. Um, and I think that's really about it. Oh, the other big one on the 28th of August is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on the Switch. And anybody who's... You see, I'm, I'm on the fence about that one. I've already played Monster Hunter Generations uh, on the new 3DS. So I really don't know if I want to replay a Monster Hunter game like that. And I think I've kind of been spoiled with Monster Hunter World. Uh, with it being on a console, mm-hmm. so I'm not I'm not really too sure how much I really want to dive into a new Monster Hunter so soon. I mean, it depends on how much you hate money. If you hate money, just spend it, just buy Go it. Right ahead. You know why not? <laughs> well, there there is a game being released three days a- after that, and this is kind of a, like a shocker one to me because uh, I kind of was just browsing YouTube and it popped up, and I never I never even heard of it because I'm not a huge uh, fan of this anime. Um, but I've kind of started watching it because of this, uh, uh, and that's Naruto to Bartuto. Or oh, uh, okay. I was Baruto. wondering, like, Baruto. Uh, yeah, Baruto, and it's Shinobi Striker. Um, and what I found out is I'm, I'm a huge fan of Xenoverse, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, uh, where you kind of create your own Dragon Ball character and mm-hmm. then you kind of go through. This reminds me a lot of it. Wait, you get to make your own ninja? Yeah, you get to make your own ninja, and oh. then all, yeah, and then all your jutsus, uh, you actually can learn all the jutsus. So like the sexy, sexy jutsu and the, uh, all of that, you can learn all of those, and then you can use those, and you actually fight online. So like they have modes of pe- other people playing their ninja, um, and you can fight them online. Then you got a whole story mode, you got a whole co-op mode that you can do, and and all of that. Yeah, I just I- like the idea of making my own guy. What's what's the yeah. uh, the junk jiggling physics like? Is it top notch or not? It's amazing. Uh, yeah, there are sure. a bunch of big breasted women in that show, so <laughs> they need to have top notch. <laughs> so, well, I then, will vouch for that. It, it will be marked multiple scores down if the what, junk. Was it one of his teachers, the uh, the pervy teacher or whatever? Yes, he is a pervy dude. Yeah, that's so. so. So I've kind of I've kind of started to watch uh, that just to kind of get a little bit of a history of of it, even though that there's like nine thousand eight hundred thirty six episodes. What? I mean, there's a there's a no, there's a lot of episodes at the moment. If I'm right, thirteen forty two. Yeah, thirteen hundred forty two episodes. Wow. At the moment, yeah. That's a lot of that's, that's a lot of ink. <laughs> yeah, that's all the spinoff movies as well. Yeah, so so maybe Jesus, maybe we got to talk about if uh, we want to play that together because that looks so much fun. It really does. I really just enjoy it. It's like I I enjoy games where you can make your own person 
and and games where franchises like they're 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 doing their characters right but when you get to input yourself in those worlds that that's always fun yeah yep. cool cool um so we do want to talk about we're going to go back to dead cells and we want to talk about have you guys heard of uh what happened with ign and this guy uh this 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 reviewer a little bit the the only bit that i saw a couple of headlines that something was plagiarized and that's kind of all that i've all that i've heard about it yeah so in a nutshell and i remember i the first time i saw this was on n4g um i i like n4g.com um just because it's to me it's like the reddit of of video games it's it's an er, it's an easier way of looking up what's going on um whether or not people like it or not I, i do uh, I've been an N4G follower for probably six, seven years now. Um, so I remember this one this one post, and it said something, um, IGN rips off or IGN copied my review of Dead Cells, um, and it was by Boomstick. So it was actually the guy from, from Boomstick, uh, and he actually went back and forth from the video review of IGN to his video review, and back and forth of, of what was said, and there was actually a transcript of it. Um, and the guy, the guy's name from IGN, his name is is Philip, and I don't want to, I don't want to like butcher his last name. Um, McCracken. Philip, <laughs> 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 um, where is it? I just had it. Uh, Philip. Uh, Musin, uh, Musin, Musin, uh, M-I-U-C-I-N. So it's like Musin. Okay. I think it's Musin. Anyways, yeah. continue. So basically, um, IGN went into it. They found similarities, and they fired him on the spot, uh, or basically that day. They pulled down the review. They re-reviewed the game with a different edit, uh, with a different reviewer, posted it, and they fired this guy. So that was kind of the big tra- controversy. Well... The next couple of days go by, this guy, Philip goes out and he makes on his own YouTube channel a video trying to explain everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened was Kotaku started looking deeper and saying that this guy has plagiarized and before and, and all of that. So he basically threw down the gauntlet and said, or the challenge, and said, I dare you to go through all of my other things and find out where I plagiarized. Well, they found out that he basically plagiarized... Uh, FIFA 18 and uh, from um, a Nintendo Life review, and then there was a very similar uh, uh, e-gadget or n-gadget review of Samus Returns, mm-hmm. and basically all he did was he kind of rewrote some words, but it basically was the same gist. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love so, it. Oh, yeah. So he did that. Um, and then, see, now the funny thing about this, too, is that he's going on, he's trying to make this, like, whole tearful type sort of, like, you know, hear my side of the story. This is how reviewers usually do this. We look at other people's reviews and see what's going on and, and all of that. Uh, and he goes, you know, I didn't do this to get clicks and, and all of that. But the funny thing is that he monetized his YouTube video of his apology. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it even more. Wow. So, I mean, it's just like it's just like this. He he has since 
you know, dropped it. He's deleted the, he's pulled the the video, his apologize video. But people from Twitter just went crazy. One person from IGN basically says, I know who you are. Um, And, you know, just own up to what you did. You know, you did it uh, type sort of thing. So there's a lot of backlash that's coming from it. Um, The funny thing is, you know, and I I don't want to be, I don't know if I should say this or not, and I'm not trying to be, because people could probably look at me in pictures of me and, and, and say whatever, but he just looks like that type of person <laughs> that, like the way he just he gives talks, you a bad vibe, basically. Yeah, like, like, like if you looked at him, it's like he, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't not see him not doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the double negatives follow there. Yeah. yeah, like I don't want to say that he did. I mean, obviously, everything basically proves that he did, and the proof is uh, out I there. Mean, yeah, yeah, the proof is out there. So it's it's not like we're we're trying to badmouth him or whatever, but just the attitude of that of that you know YouTube video that he put out was kind of like the I'm trying to be the victim here. I lost my job because other people blah 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 this and blah 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 that, and it's just like grow up. You know that make, that makes you look more like an asshole yeah like it yeah, really, really does and it just the look and 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 you know just everything from it was just kind of it was just like you know not that you know i never want to say somebody deserves to lose their job no no but, no. if you do a bad job you deserve to lose your job he didn't correct. do what they were paying him to do and not only did he not do it but he stole somebody else's work and said that he did it that is a bad thing to do <laughs> so yeah, yeah jerk yeah. what's the matter with you <laughs> so so the question i have with this is that one have you guys heard about this and obviously you guys have answered that the second is um you know what's your take on this whole um review process of of what how we review video games you know do you feel that are you influenced by reviews before you buy it are you are, are there certain games that you just say i screw it i don't care what what the reviews are from people. I'm just going to go out and buy it. Um, do you think the review process that we follow now should be changed? Um, I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on it guys? Jesus, how about you go first? Cause I have a feeling I'm going right. to soapbox this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, so as of late, I've, I've stayed away from reviews. Um, I like, actually, you know, we've talked about the way their scoring system is and how, really messed up it is so i've honestly just just stayed away from main uh, mainstream media uh reviewers and just been watching just the smaller channels it might take x uh amount of time for them to release something because it takes a a, a amount of time to play these games and that's one other thing is that these these uh industries uh leaders have to only a short amount of time to put these games out like they have to be released a few days after the game's been out. That's not enough time to enjoy a game for what it is. Um, so I'm more than willing to wait a, a couple uh, days to weeks for someone who has played the game to tell me what they thought of it. And maybe they will share their experience while live streaming or clips. And that, that, that gives me a better idea. So for me, like I, I can take my time waiting for a game unless i i myself have some interest because of some uh mechanic or some story or something then i'll i'll 
I'll do my own research on that. But if it's something that's just on my peripheral, I can wait. I can wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say I could give mine if you weren't ready. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do yours. So I think when it comes to something like this, um, I think that anybody can review a game the way that they want to review a game. Um, I, I mean, that, that, that's the fun part of, of being able to live, I mean, where we live. Um, I don't want to say, you know, the United States, but yeah, the United States. But I think really there's, you know, there's so many other sovereign states. But still, to be able to write what they want. But we have the freedom of media. So if we want to write something and, and have it be a swear, curse-filled, obscene article, we can do that. You know, I mean, that's we have the right to be able to do that, the privilege to be able to do that. I think the thing that kind of gets me, and this is what kind of makes me upset about the whole thing, is there's this, there's this uh, like thought process that no game developers can be good anymore. Um, or put on a convention that that's well, like there was, I was, you know, looking up, I'll go back to E3 of 2000, you know, 2018 E3 or 2017 E3 before even a fucking conference got started. People were like, this is the worst E3 that's ever happened. I'm like, (laughs) how how the hell do you know that? Yeah. Like how, you know, it's like, you know, well, you could just tell about, you know, the setup, the setup's stupid. And it's like, what do you mean? The setup is stupid. You've seen a concept. Well, their lineup. Well, okay. And if you go up to like six other lineups, they're going to be completely different. You know, so I mean, it's like you, you just don't know. And it's like you got this, such this negative connotation. Um, there was a website, and uh, I won't, I think it was Game Trailers that it was Game Trailers that did it. So Game Trailers basically went out of business or whatever. And what they did was there was, I never saw a game get a 10 on their review score. Never. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until their last review. And their last review is they re-reviewed Bloodborne, and they gave it a 10. Why? (laughs) Why did you have to re-review the game and finally give it a 10? If it deserved a 10 when it was out there, give it a 10. Why did you lower the score of it? Mm you know, so that's one thing that kind of is throwing me is like everybody's looking for the negatives of a review. Now, if the game is bad, the game is bad, and review it badly. You know, give it a bad score. You didn't do this right. You're glitchy. The graphics suck. Whatever it is, okay? So give it a bad score. I'm not saying give everything a great score. But look on more of a positive side of the game before you start to look on the negative side of the game. Because I think that that can influence how you how you write one. The last part of this is um, we are a small – right now we are a small podcast, Okay. I mean, we're minuscule. Our little group. I'm sorry. <laughs> minuscule. <laughs> minuscule. Um, we are very lucky for the people that we do have that do download our episodes, um, and we're trying to grow our audience and all that. So we're completely thankful for that. And one thing is that you know, if you see what I've been trying to do, if you kind of look at our Twitter a little bit, I know that behind the scenes that you guys have seen this is trying to get some type of exposure to some developers to trying to get people for interviews who want to join our podcast for an episode, you know, trying to get our name out for exposure. Um, you know, even to the point of, if we want to get into reviews, you know, if, how can we get review copies of games? You know, what is the procedure? What type of viewership do we need? All that. What is the hard work that we need to put, put ourselves into? Okay. To do this. 
I'm willing to do this. On top of that, we don't make any money doing this. You know, it would be awesome if we did, but we don't mm-hmm. right now. Sorry, guys, I don't pay you guys. I, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I do I do appreciate all the hard work that you guys do put into it, you know, going into the discord and, and, and showing up for these and 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 putting your thoughts in and all of that. Now you have places like IGN who have made their name uh, kind of funny, um, you know, GameSpot, all of that. You know, these these bigger names who without even thinking twice are going to get review copies are going to get these collector's editions are going to get the free new PlayStation that's coming out or or the new Xbox or, or three or four different, you know, different Nintendo consoles that are coming out or whatever. So they can sit there and review them. No charge to them because it's, it's what they want. It's because they realize these developers know that there's going to be exposure Mm -hmm. to it. Okay. It's free advertising. Not free, it, but it's exactly because yeah. you know that's going to be seen by millions of people. Yeah. Okay. So what does it cost you? You know, a marketing budget. I'm going to give out something that's going to cost me two hundred dollars, three hundred, four hundred dollars to make. I'm going to send it out, and now I have millions upon millions of people that are going to see a review on this, and are either going to buy it or not. And it's and what did it cost me? Four hundred bucks for a hundred percent exposure. Yeah. Okay. So for somebody to take a review copy of a game that was probably given to him. And take the lazy way out and basically go over and say, I'm going to go plagiarize this. And then I'm going to go play the fucking victim. Like, how dare somebody look at me? And, <laughs> and I'm going to go over. And I said it once in one of the other um, episodes that we did. Go over. The second that you throw down the internet a challenge, you throw the internet a challenge, guess what? You're going to lose. Yep. Because going, somebody's going to find it. There's no way to hack my website. <laughs> right. Dun, dun, dun. Challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. So I think anybody who is in that type of social media who won uh, in that type of journalism uh, from movies to video games to uh, whatever it is, TV shows, music or whatever, if you are getting – if your job is to look and say I'm going to grade somebody – or I'm going to grade a company or a development team on their game, on their whatever it is, and I'm going to give you, they're going to give you a free copy of it. You are insulting the, the industry. You're insulting the developer, and you should and you should you should resign. That should have been what Philip did. He should have resigned mm-hmm. for it because it's an embarrassment to the industry. Yeah, it really is for you mm-hmm. to plagiarize somebody else's work. Uh, so that that's my soapbox that I got on. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Plagiarism is like when it comes to journalism, that is the worst thing you can do. You're just stealing somebody else's hard work. It's it's theft. It's idea theft. And that's mm-hmm. that's the worst that they could do at that job. Um, so when it comes to reviews and, and what's the what's the worth in reviews? There's a couple things. Um, I think of it this way. Video games are art. It's a work of art. Um, someone has put their creativity, their heart and their soul into it. And so how would you go about reviewing art? It's, it's very, it's very difficult. It's all, it's all opinions. Um, with video games, there are some things that you can nail down, like sound quality, graphical fidelity. Like there are some things that you can, hold up to a ruler and measure them and say, okay, it's this good. Um, but that, that is a very small piece of what a video game is. And a lot of times in a good game, the, um, 
the things like story and character and gameplay and play game loops and, and all these things can far outshadow and outweigh graphics or sound. Um, specifically, RimWorld is a great example. You look at the game, you go, this looks like mobile game trash or something, but you play it and you go, oh, like this, this, the game here far outweighs, you know, its looks. And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of games out there that look so special and shiny. And you get in there and you go, this is boring. Like his junk is jiggling so nicely, but where's the game? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's not why I bought this. So why, why do I why do I feel that that's going to be like our our tagline for the Same Point podcast? We talk about junk's jiggling physics. <laughs> Have you jiggled your junk today? Um, so so when that it comes to be a shirt, <laughs> it, it totally could be. Um, so when it comes to game reviews, what I like to look for is a reviewer who shares my own values, the things that I like in video games. So if this review, if I went up to a review and say, hey, what did you think of RimWorld? And like, that was a great game. And I said, hey, what do you think of Fallout? Like, we love the Fallout games. Like, okay, cool. What do you think of this brand new game? And then their thoughts on that game mean more to me because I know that the things they like are the things that I like. Um, so there's, there's some value there. Um, there's also value, I think, in looking at the bigger picture because you can get sucked down into a narrow, um, hallway of just, you know, I only like A, B, and C, and I'll, and I'll never give D, E, F, G a try ever, right? I'm only ever going to play Fallout games because I love them and everything else is crap, right? Like it's, it's dangerous to get stuck in that situation as well. So it's, I always, I also keep an eye out for the broader, like general, thoughts and ideas that the internet seems to be um, collecting about certain things like um, like for example no man's sky when next came out there was a general internet rumblings of hey this game could be good now and that caught my attention and so I looked into it and then I looked at the reviewers that and the, the people that I listened to said what do you guys think about it and they put out their thoughts and went okay, cool, I'm going to give this another shot because people that I respect say, hey, it's worth checking out again. And the general rumblings of the internet have kind of brought it to my attention. So cool. When it comes down to numbers, um, I think that they're almost close to worthless sometimes um, for a couple of reasons. One, the scales, like on a one to 10 scale, mm-hmm. you have too many um, points too many um, data points in that scale. I, I'm saying this the wrong way, but you could, you could say this got a 6.3 out of 10 and you're like 6.3. So really this was 63 out of a hundred. Like how did you get, how did this earn 63 points out of a hundred points? Like what is your metric? What is your scale? What does yeah, this it, mean? How, how did you quantify the things that you talked about into a number mm-hmm. and say, okay, the sound, I got this number and the graphics, I got this number. And, and then you, you know, what is your formula to put that together? I, I completely yeah. get that. And everyone's formula is different. Everyone values different things. One reviewer says, look, if, the, if there's, if the sound is no good, I'm going to throw this game in the trash. Another viewer says, I didn't even listen to it. I had music on when I played the game and I wasn't paying attention. You know, like those are very subjective things. And that's why you have to look at video games as art. Like how do you personally, how do you feel about sound in your video games? So that's something you should pay attention to. So there have been some reviews that come by that kind of break down those things like graphics, sound, gameplay. And there was one a while back. I don't, I don't know if it was on oneup.com, which doesn't exist anymore, or if it was Polygon. 
com. I, I don't remember where it was, but there was somewhere where I saw it. They broke it down. And at the bottom, they had one that was just called Tilt. And that one was just to like, like if they, here's like a one, like it got a, a five, a six, a three, but then the tilt was like a nine. And you're like, yeah, the graphics aren't really good. The music's okay. The gameplay was fun. Um, but the tilt, like my main experience that I came away with this game was really, really good. So like, you can't just look at the individual things like mm-hmm. again, because it's art. So is there value in video game reviews? Yes. Should you go open up a magazine that you see on a rack at, at a grocery store, look for whichever one is closest to 10 and say, I'm going to buy that game? No, wrong. You've, you've done life wrong. Go in the corner and think about what you did because that's, <laughs> that is not how, how these things should work. I think it should be more like a general guide or, you know, just like, Hey, about where about on the scale is this game? Is it closer to the higher end or is it closer to the bottom end? And if this was a property that I was interested in, like say Fallout 76 comes out and people are giving it like two out of 10, one out of five, you know, 30% or whatever, you know, five apples in a grape. And you're like, well, you know, this seems to be on the bad end of things, but this is a game I really enjoy. I need to dig into this and see if this is something I really want to do. If it was somewhere in the middle, if, if these games have been getting, you know, 90% and, and eights and nines and tens and stuff. And then this other one comes out with the same thing. And it's the same developers. To me, it'd be like, well, it's more of the same. I've enjoyed what's come in the past. This is kind of like an auto buy for me, you know, like, well, why yeah. not? Um, so, so yeah, to sum up, um, there is value in reviews. Uh, but it's not, it's not a hard line. It's not a 100% like, do what they say you know if this game gets this score then you will enjoy it end of sentence no not at all um Mm -hmm. but that's i mean that's how life is like there is no black or white everything is shades of gray you know you you have to think about more than than just what you see in front of you and so um so think of this as a life lesson everybody this is i'm teaching you about life right now not just video games uh, <laughs> so, and then when it comes down to this guy plagiarizing this review, I mean, this is, I mean, to me, this is silly. This is like, you should have been, I mean, if this guy's plagiarizing stuff in his work, like what was his homework like back in high school? You know, like this, this exactly. brings everything into question. If his morals are so low as to steal somebody else's work and to pass it off as his own, like what other like horrendous stuff has he gotten away with? Cause he's gotten away with this multiple times. He challenged the internet and they found it. So you know, what else is he doing in his life that's dishonest? Who knows? Um, don't copy other people's work, but yep. strive to be copied from. Ah, there's knowledge there. Uh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> that that's a Steveism. I like that's it. That's a Steveism. Don't copy other people's work, but strive to have people copy you. Yeah. There was, yeah, I like, <laughs> there was one time in yeah. eighth grade math class, we had a substitute and it was test day. And it was known that I was good in this class. And my tests got passed around to everybody because <laughs> the sub wasn't paying attention. I think that, that, that test, everybody got a B plus. <laughs> so that was, we, uh, that was good. We had, we, in high school, we used to have a, a sub that came in and he was, um, God, he probably weighed 86 pounds. Oh, I, I kid you not. I and mean, he was very, very skinny. Mm-hmm. He was very tall. He was a lanky guy or whatever. Uh, and we called him Mr. D. He had some long last Polish name that started with a D. Nobody knew how to say it. Five uh, so Z's, a couple Y's. Yeah. Um, so that was funny in itself, just calling somebody Mr. D. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I mean, we're going with the jiggle physics. So, um, 
His mm-hmm. best line was, I've been teaching for such a long time that I know all the tricks. And the best line, or one of the best lines was, if you know all the tricks, um, one, why are you so young? Two, can you tell us what the tricks that you know? <laughs> okay. everybody, everybody got to the point where they would, somebody at some point in every classroom or any time that he would substitute, because they would just call him in. And, you know, obviously, you know how substitutes work. They just call yeah. him in and say, okay, we need to do this person's classes today. Um, so he would, you know, and he would go to just different ones or whatever. I would know all the tricks and people would just raise their hand sooner or later. Somebody would just raise their hand and be like, can you tell us one of the tricks? He finally got to the point where his spiel was, no, I'm not going to tell you any of the tricks. <laughs> so that's one of the tricks. It was, it was <laughs> um, that's really funny. Well, no, I, I completely agree with you when it comes to the reviews. I think, um, there have been a couple of them, and I think one of the things that I really like uh, and how I respect some viewer, reviewers is, like you said at the end, they at the end of their review, it's I like when they go over and they say, um, if you like this type of game, you, you'll probably enjoy this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've played this type of game, you'll probably enjoy this. Um, you know, the one thing I was, I was talking earlier today, I, I picked up a game called Yeast 8. Um, uh, Logramosa of Donna, I think that's how you say it. Um, and it's a Switch game, and basically, long story short, is it's an action RPG, and you explore an island that you're cast away on, and you get survivors and and all of that. One of the things that the, this reviewer did is that he compared it to Xenoblade, okay? Mm-hmm. And Xenoblade, he looked at it and he said, Xenoblade, you know, one of the big things was the battle system, like I talked earlier, battle system of you know, you have to wait there and then you have like quick time events where you, you have to hit it and then you hit the button after ma- gauges fill up and then you auto attack certain things or whatever. And and that's how Xenoblade works. Well, in this one, you actually have to hit the button and actually hit the person with it. So it's an actual like, you know, button. I don't want to say button masher, but combo masher type sort of thing. OK, cool. Um, so basically, he said, if you enjoyed Xenoblade, but you didn't enjoy the battle system. This is the battle system that you're looking for in this game with the same type of story. Not the same story, but the same type of story. Okay. You know, and it was like, okay, that to me is a great comparison of of because I did enjoy Xenoblade, but that was the one thing I didn't like about the game. This I picked up this game and I'm completely enjoying it. I think that when I like reviewers that don't give a score. I like reviewers that yeah. just kind of go over and say, if you enjoy this type of game, this is what happens in this game. Mm-hmm. This is this this would be an enjoyable game for you. If you don't like this type of game, then it might be one you want to pass on. Yeah. That's the type of reviews that I like to look at. Yeah, exactly. And then like tied with that, like, you know, also this the sound was good. The graphics were not good. You know, like then there are those like definite things that you can um, you know, definitively point out about a game, but then you can give your opinions on like graphics, not that great, but does not detract from how much fun I had. There's value in that, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, um, moving on, I think to our last bit of things that we want to talk about mm-hmm. um, is, uh, and the reason I bring this up is because I've been I've been really waiting for this game, just because I am a um, big big fan. Um, I have two characters that um, are very near and dear to my heart um, when it comes to comics and movies and video games. Because uh, they have appeared in all three. <laughs> uh, the first one is Deadpool. Uh, so I, I love Deadpool. 
Uh, and the second one, if you can't guess, is Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I absolutely love Spider-Man. Um, I've followed Spider-Man. I've read comic, so many comic books for Spider-Man. Um, in fact, um, when we would play, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I would always be the Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, nice. I've played all the Spider-Man games that have been released on all the systems. Wow. Uh, you know, all of them. I really have. Honestly, I have. That's amazing. Um, and so I'm so looking forward. And so Spider-Man PS4, or however you want to say it, Marvel Spider-Man coming out on PlayStation 4, has gone gold. They went gold two weeks ago. Yay. Nice. Yay. So, so it means that the game is not going to be delayed. It's actually coming out <laughs> on September 7th. Yay. Uh, <laughs> And I kind of just wanted to review it just because of what's kind of what what's going on with it, because I just think it sounds absolutely incredible. I think it I think that this is going to be a high contender for game of the year. I really do. Um, I watched uh, some uh, E3 videos. So I guess a lot of E3 um, people or people that attended E3, the developer was uh, Insomniac was going and actually doing some free roaming um, stuff of. you know, just kind of going around the the New York City and kind of showing some stuff. Um, in our Discord, I shared a photo today uh, of of a trailer that somebody snapshotted, hmm. and uh, it actually shows uh, Doctor Strange's uh, sanctum, sanctum sanctorium. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so like some of the some of the details that they're going in, and that's the thing is that they haven't really. This is the one thing I like is that they're hyping the game, but I think they're hyping it completely and utterly. Oh, Ooh, nice. pretty! I have the nice. Sanctorium in Lego form. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, I think one of the one of the cool things that they're doing is um, they're hyping the game, but they're hyping it correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like uh, there was a there was a thing that came out that some New York subways are now all Spider Man decked out. Oh, that's like awesome. The chairs are, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So they have that. Um, they're talking about um, they haven't revealed any of the story. Like there's no story. Like they haven't – they've revealed part – you know, like – Little tiny bits. A little bit of details. Like, okay, so at E3 they said the Sinister Six, but they only showed five characters. <laughs> so there's still a mystery villain that's going through. Um, they said that you can play – you're going to play as Mary Jane. Um, yeah. You're going to play as Peter Parker, um, and then obviously you're going to play as Spider-Man. Well, Ma- uh, uh, just real quick, Mary Jane—they've also like changed her character from what we traditionally know from the comics. Correct. She's a reporter. She's like, yeah, she's a reporter for the Bugle, which is yes. which adds a nice, interesting wrinkle with Peter being a photographer and all that. Correct. Nice. I like that. Person. Well, the other thing too is they're broken up, also. Ooh. So they're not together. Mm-hmm. Um, Drama. Which, you know, uh, and if anybody knows, you know, Mary Jane has not always been the love of Peter Parker's life. There's been a few. Uh, there's been a few. <laughs> um, so you have that going on. Um, you do control them. And they said that, you know, that that there's a story in itself with those, with those characters that you play as, which I'm looking forward to. Um, just the just the being able to swing around the city. Like one thing that they talked about is. Um, a lot of things are connected to XP, and then from XP you get tokens, and from tokens you can do different things. You can upgrade gadgets and all of that. Um, uh, oh, and one thing before I get more into that is this is Peter Parker has been Spider-Man for eight years. 
So it's not an origin story, nice. which is I love. There are so many yeah. origin stories where it's just like, okay, I'm done playing that type of game. We get it. You know, he's bit by a spider. Move on. We all know. So he's he's developed in his character, which I think is good because that opens up the avenue of, okay, we can throw all these villains at Spider-Man because they people know who he is. Mm-hmm. They want to stop him. Um, so um, so basically you get these XP points and from XP points you can unlock certain things. You can unlock gadgets, you can unlock crafting material for new suits. Supposedly there's 26 suits uh, supposedly oh. confirmed, mm-hmm. but they've only announced like like six or seven of them that actually are. So like there's a whole few of them that we have no idea what they are. Like somebody asked, are you going to have the black suit? They're like, we don't know. Are we going to have, <laughs> you know, are you going to have the, the, you know, whatever, you know, the, 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 the scarlet suit, the, you know, all these other suits, the, the cyborg suit, you know, all of that, that, that Spider-Man has done through the, through the years. The iron um, the spider. The cool thing about that too is that each suit has like an ability to it, so you're not just getting it as cosmetic. Like okay. there's an actual ability for it. There was okay? there was a Spider-Man game I played a while back where it was like here we've got like 500 suits, but it was only a skin. So it was like, yes. I, what? Why am I going to unlock all these? Like I guess I kind of want to look cool sometimes, but and I ended up yeah. just not even doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's that's where I think where the novelty wears off after a while mm-hmm. with this one. Each one has something to do with it. So you have like the speed suit. So it make you swing faster. Mm-hmm. What you can actually do, though, and I'm not sure exactly what part in the game that you can is you can actually take that mechanism out of it and you can apply it to a different suit. So if oh, you really want awesome. it to be. Yeah. So if you want it to be Iron Man, Spider-Man mm-hmm. or Iron Spider-Man but you wanted to have the speed suit to it, you can actually put that ability at some point into that suit and then you would get the speed ability for lots of XP and lots of tokens. And like, you're going to pay for it, but that's fine. But, but that's fine. Um, and then just like the one thing that I was reading about is, um, and I think it was on PlayStation access was you actually can unlock different motions and parkour moves in the air. And then if you actually successfully like pull those off as you swing and you dive through the air, like if you do a somersault or if you flip around or whatever, that will give you XP because oh, you're like awesome. performing. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. um, but, but then you can use that XP to unlock different animations that you can try to pull off and different combos that you can try to pull off as, as you're flying through the air. So, so, so um, the first thing you're going to do is just swing around New York for three hours and up your XP and then start the game. <laughs> basically, I mean, I, and that's and that's the thing. It's like I think that this this world that they're creating with the Spider-Man game is from, you know, I'm going to take a bold, bold jump on it. I think it's going to change the thought process of how we do open world games. Because I think it's going to, I don't want to say it's become a standard. I just think it's going to be the, you know, there's so many open world games where it's get to this point, unlock, sink this point. This is all your treasures. This is all the things that you go to. Go to this point, kill this person, follow this person, bring this treasure here. Where in here, you kind of choose the open world that you want to go through. You know, how you traverse and, and, what type of unlockables that you can do and, and all of that. I just, I just think that there's such, I just have a feeling that there's a difference in this game than other open worlds. Like I'm, we're hopefully going to be very pleasantly surprised 
Oh. And then on top of that, the story, I mean, just going through, I, I pulled up a, I pulled up an article of basically the villains that they know that are in the game that have been confirmed for in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is not all of them. So uh, people have seen Shocker, Mr. Negative, Scorpion, Vulture, Electro, Rhino, Taskmaster. Now, this is the thing, is that Taskmaster has been confirmed for it, but nobody has seen him yet. Okay. Like, there's no animation of him yet, so you don't know that. Uh, Kingpin is in it, which when was the last time there was a Kingpin, last time Kingpin was in any game? No idea. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Silver Sable, oh. Norman Osborn, okay. Black Cat, and then oh, on top, wow. and then the other one that they're just saying is mystery sixth member of the Sinister Six. Okay. Huh. Uh, and I, hmm. and I don't know if I want to say the spoiler that people say that it could be. Well, they're thinking so, there's people. People are thinking that there's two of them. Okay. That there's two people it could be, and one could be Green Goblin, or the other one could be Doc Ock. But still, hmm. you look. But still, you look at that. If you really take out Black Cat and you really take out uh, Silver Sable, okay, you're looking at like ten villains. If they you know want, if they wanted to be super sneaky, that that blank is Venom. And they're just That's not telling, and they're not telling anybody about it because it's well, like, what about Carnage? Well, that I mean, Carnage goes with Venom. The black spider suit goes with Venom. Like that's a whole yeah. little family story that's linked mm-hmm. together. That if they're not talking about it at all, like that would be a huge surprise in well, the game. Well, they even came out and bas- they they came out at one point and said, "There's no Venom in the game." Oh, okay. But who says that you can always believe? Yeah, what true. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of like because we like Tyrant just did it, and so did I. Like our immediate thought was Venom, and there's a Venom movie coming out soon, and so maybe yeah. they're like, eh, maybe it's not Venom, and it's something else. I mean, there's so there's a ton of. I mean, you got what Morbius, and you've got Craven the Hunter, and you, you got. Yeah. I mean, Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Hobgoblin and Mysterio, and like there are so many, so many Spider-Man villains that. It's kind of smart yep. of them to just like say, here's some of them, but this one big blank. And like, even that is kind of a red herring because that's they're yep. They're making you think there's only one more, but like, no, there could still be five more villains that they put in, but they're just talking about, you know, who are we calling the sinister six? Well, we just haven't told you one of them. Oh, by the way, there's yep. also five more villains later on in the game that we're not talking about either. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's just, I just, I, and that's where I love this type of hype. Yeah, I love this type of hype because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, within you know, within forty eight hours of the game releasing, everybody's going to know sure. half the secrets that are going through just because if you decide to go on the internet and people will play it. Yeah, but I just I, I think what and, and I don't know if it's Insomniac that's doing it or if it's Sony that's doing the marketing for it. And I think it's probably Sony. I just think that it's an absolute genius marketing ploy right now or, or mm-hmm. marketing strategy that they're doing, you get, know, get the um, people talking. Really, yeah. Getting people talking about it. I mean, for God's sakes, they're, they're doing, they did the, the subway cars that are decked out in Spider-Man. Even the seats are red. 
<laughs> and they have a Spider-Man logo on them. That's I mean, awesome. the whole thing is red. The whole thing is red. That's crazy. Um, so pull it up. I mean, just pull up the Spider- Spider-Man subway in New York. Um, so you have that. You have the the limited edition uh, PlayStation Pro that's coming out. That's all red. I mean, so they're putting so much into into this game. Um, and then, I mean, just... And I think Insomniac does a great job. They did Sunset Overdrive, which I think is a completely underrated game. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason it's underrated is because it's it's stuck on the on the Xbox console. <laughs> I think it needs to go multi. I think it's too late now, but um, if it went multi multi console, I think it would have been a, a hit. It's such a fun game. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, and then it's just Insomniac. I mean, just you know, you had the Resistance, you had um, you know everything else that they've done. It's just they produce great games, um, so I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm just I really want to talk about about that and, and how hyped I am about that game. Um, I will definitely be streaming that game, um, so yeah. um, I will definitely stream that game when it comes out. There, so, I'm looking forward to that. Something I think they did really correctly is when they started marketing. They said, "Here's Spider-Man. Yes, he's wearing a suit you've never seen before. We're not telling you why." That like that first line of like when you when you look at the game and you, like because everyone knows what Spider Man looks like especially now now that the MCU version of Spider Man his suit looks like classic Spider Man um, yep. so like everyone is we're all hardwired to know like that's what Spider Man looks like that's what Batman looks like that's a Superman you know like there's Wolverine like we all know how certain characters look and when you look at that you go that's Spider Man right like right. And because it's just enough that it's different. And so that combined with we're not going to like we're not shoving like all of the known villains at you because that's what I've seen in the past. Like here's Spider-Man and here's Green Goblin and here's Venom and here's all the people that you know and that you've seen the comics for the past 10 years. You know, like they didn't do that. They said there's Spider-Man. We know he looks strange. Don't worry about it. Trust us. It's going to be good. Here are a couple villains. We know they're not top tier. We're going to, we're keeping some stuff in reserve. Don't worry about that. And look at, this is the world we've built. And really we're in the golden age of, um, open world games. Kind of. We, there, the, the ability to have a good open world game is there, but so often it's being squandered because while it is open world, it's also an empty world. And that's the problem. That's, that's the thing that, um, like uh like no man's sky right you go to a planet and wherever you land on the planet it's kind of the same like it doesn't really matter because you you have they procedurally generated an entire planet but everything is like the same couple of square miles just repeated over and over again um and so when you have big open world games you have to put interesting things in them and so in part of their marketing that i read about it was like yeah here's new york so we're not talking about like, like, yes, New York is huge. And I don't know, I don't know to what scale they're doing. Or is it just Manhattan to scale? Do we know? All, all they basically said on the map size is that it's four times about four to is it four. You know what? Keep talking about that. I will find that answer. Okay. So in like, um, 
like a Grand Theft Auto or something where they, they kind of model after a real city, but they tweak it because they know that if it was made life-size, it would be boring because if you drive around your city, there are places you just don't want to be. And when that's translated over into gameplay, there you would have these giant swaths of places where mm-hmm. people just don't want to be. But when you have New York, like you want to be around buildings because you're Spider-Man swinging along buildings, right? So the Correct. more the uh, more buildings, the better. So I, I found... Uh, I found where it says it. Um, Insomniac Games has said that Spider-Man is the biggest game they've ever made with a map six times bigger than the previous game, Sunset Overdrive. Now, if you played Sunset Overdrive, okay. that map was huge. That's pretty big. was yeah. huge. Like, you, you're talking, that was on the scale of, I think it was just shy of, like, how big Skyrim was. Okay. And six uh, times, well, Skyrim's pretty big, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, size that overdrive, the map is huge. I mean, it, okay. it is it is huge. Um, well, I mean, was it? Was it Skyrim? Um, um, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, um, if, I agree ex- exactly with what you're saying. It's um, there's there. You're right. You can't if you're going to create an open world, you have to make it a living open world. Yeah, um, in an interesting way. You can't just duplicate life because life is boring. <laughs> it's, Correct. We're playing a video game. It's got to be interesting. So I remember one of the things they were talking about is like these, you're a superhero, you want to fight crime. So there are like, um, you know, misdemeanor crimes sprinkled all around and you have like a police radio. And so anytime you're traveling from point A to point B, you can kind of flip that on and be like, well, since I'm going over there to like continue the story, like I'm going to solve some crime on the way and fight some dudes and kind of keep going. And, and that's cool. That's interesting. And you don't have to in like, I don't know, red dead redemption say like you've got this vast open wilderness, but there's not Mm -hmm. much in it, right? You can, you get in a horse and you go and that's fine, but that's kind of, there's a limit to how interesting that can be when you're Spider-Man, you want to swing through all the buildings all around the city because it's fun. Like traversal in a Spider-Man game should be like half of the fun and the other half being the combat. And then the third half being the story. It's too many halves. <laughs> it's, <laughs> they said, um, Sunset Overdrive, they're saying that it's comparable to the size of GTA five. Okay. So it's four, it's, it's six times the size of GTA five. Jeez. That's pretty big. That's huge. That's, I mean, that's huge, but you have to compare that to your travel speed. Right. And if you, if you can get Spider-Man cruising on his web slinging, going from going across the city, that'll be fast. It'll be fun. There'll be, Mm -hmm. if you want to get down to ground level and explore things or whatever, the verticality, like there's, do you realize how therapeutic that's probably going to be for some people? Oh yes. (laughs) It's just, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the highest point in New York. I'm going to jump down and I'm just going to then right before the end, I'm going to swing and just moment <laughs> myself and parkour myself all around. And then you're doing flipping tricks in the air and getting XP for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just the thought process of that. I guess supposedly Insomniac put a whole team together just on web swings, swinging. Good. Um, That's what it needs. To, to go back and forth. Um, yeah. The other thing that they said too, is that, you know, with their little bit of, of what they decided, because there is Stark Tower, the, the the Avengers Tower is in there, not oh, Stark cool. Tower, the Avengers Tower. Nice. Obviously, we see Doctor Strange's uh, area that's in there. Um, so they've taken their liberties on some areas, mm-hmm. but they said for the most part, Manhattan is Manhattan. 
That's they, awesome. They've, they've copied the map to a point. So if you're at, you know, John at 54, you know, 54th street, it will look like John and 54th street, you know, that's um, crazy. That's awesome. Wait, yeah. but Spider-Man's from Queens. So are we going to get Queens too? Or is it this point in Spider-Man's life? He's kind of living in New York. We just don't know. We don't know yet. Okay. That's the thing. And once again, it goes into that hype of we're not giving away the story. Like there's awesome. nobody, like there's been so many interviews that if you really watch it, they've been trying to pull the story out of insomniac and they, and the people just have not insomniac just has not given it away. That's so it's, that's good and bad, right? Like, so yeah. when, when a movie's going to come out and you don't see any reviews about it, you kind of go, why aren't there any reviews about it? Like, because in, in the movie industry, they send out copies early so that, they get your reviews and blah, blah, blah. And the game mm-hmm. industry can be sim- similar. So, the I mean, they've shown enough for interest, but if, if it gets closer to release and we don't get more, that starts to tip over to being a little bit worried of like, if this is a great game, which we all hope that it is, Let's can we see just a little bit more? Like can we can you give us a little taste? Mm-hmm. Like so it'll be interesting to see like the lead up, like the, the two weeks before, the week before release, what we get. And I don't want like story spoilers, but like give us some more gameplay. Give us like a little taste, a little hints of like I, I, what I, we're gonna be doing. Yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent with you. In fact, I'm thinking that actual week of like the week of that it comes out, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna probably have to kind of stay off the internet. Because <laughs> I really want, I really, really, really want to be surprised about that game. Um, I think it's going to be a midnight release. I know I'm going to be picking it up at midnight here. Nice. So, I mean, basically, we record on Thursdays. Um, I know that we're talking back and forth, but if we still record on Thursday of that week, it's going to be like, okay, we're going to get this done, and then I'm out. <laughs> no, I got to go buy Spider-Man. <laughs> I got to go get Spider-Man. That's um, awesome. To go pick it up. See, at, um, at this point, I would see as, as somebody who is, I, I don't have a PS4, so I cannot play this. But as somebody who would be, you know, excited about a game release like this, I would still be looking deeply about like, is this really going to be good or is this just hype? I would be, I would, I would temper my expectations a bit. If this was, if this game comes out and is good and they automatically say, hey, we're making another one, when, when the next one comes around, fingers in the ears until it's installed and I'm playing it because at that point you can trust them. And you know, like at this point we kind of like, we don't know yet, you know, you got to temper those expectations a bit, but if it's a great game and people start throwing money at them saying, give us more, give us more, then it's like auto buy. I don't want to see anything about it. Let me play it. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want any spoilers. Don't tell me anything. I don't care who's on the box, you know, Let's go. And that is see for me, that's how I feel yeah. about Fallout. Like I don't care. It's Bethesda and it's Fallout. I don't care what you give me because I'm gonna play it and I'm going to enjoy it. You know, like there's yeah. trust that builds there. Exactly, exactly. Um I the last little bit of detail with it mm-hmm. um is and people are gonna love this, there is no movie tie to it whatsoever <laughs> it is not tied to homecoming at all um obviously there's going to be similar ideas because i mean you're always going to have similar ideas with spider-man um, you know. yeah but it's spider-man like you know spider-man 2 spider you know spider-man 3 when it was released i mean it was directly coinciding with the with the movie releases and all of that yeah and it had to deal with that and and there's nothing in this game that deals with the movie releases. Um, 
or nothing. It's it's completely standalone story of Spider-Man, which I'm just I'm, that's what's hyping me about it. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. You're right. Um, Insomniac is their first time doing a Marvel game, um, and I mean one hell of a Marvel game, a Marvel character to to yeah. work on. Yeah, I sure. mean it really is. I mean, um, so like I said, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I've 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 gotten to the point where I've stopped watching things about it for cool. that reason. Awesome. So so to, uh, if we could if we could divert from video games for just a second, sure. what are your thoughts on Into the Spider Verse? I'm can't wait for it. I am looking forward to it. I'm going okay. to try it. Oh, okay. Is it does is it hitting too close to your heart? Like what what's what's the deal? Which one? Who? Uh, I was talking to Dan because he seems like uh, the look on his face is, is a little bit pained. He's not quite sure if he wants to say what he really thinks about it. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, um I I am going to give it a try. Okay. Um, I am, I, I don't know if you call me a purist or whatever. And, and, and I know that comics can always change and characters can always change in comics. Mm-hmm. So you have to be open to that. If you, if you're not open to that, then, um, you're going to have a big problem of trying to follow comics or comic book characters. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I saw it. It's kind of like, I, I kind of have the same feeling of, have you heard like Batman and he's like a samurai? Yeah, that was a great movie too. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. I saw the trailers for that. Yeah, yeah, like, I own it. I, That's not too bad. I I just can't pull myself to watch it. Okay. Not not that I think it's bad. I just I just don't know if I want to allow myself to know that character as that character. That iteration of that character. So you you don't I, want that to like taint what you know and how you feel about that character as is. Correct. Okay. Okay. I get that. that makes sense. I get that. Um. So you know what I've always thought was cool about Marvel in general. Um. And this is like I don't know ten fifteen years ago when I was really collecting comics. Is they really dug into the the multiverse aspect of their universe Mm -hmm. with, with all these different earths and different versions of these characters. And I thought that was smart because you, you can't with 60 years of history with these characters, it's almost nonsense to like try and figure out, well, what's their full story? Well, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you, you've got Spider-Man being what 14 and 1961 Mm -hmm. or whatever. And and now he's what in his twenties in the two thousands, like it doesn't make any sense. So to allow themselves to say, okay, we have different earths with different versions of these characters. Now we can tell different stories. And so when I see into the spider verse, I see them leaning into that saying, this isn't the Spider-Man that you know. These are the other Spider-Man. So your Spider-Man that you hold near and dear to your heart, who's the real Spider-Man is, is who you feel who he is. That still exists, but, but this is just about other versions of that character. And I think that's kind of smart for them to do. And I think that Marvel in general, um, is going to move in that direction because you can't have the same actors playing the same characters. Over Correct. and over and over, but those char- you still own those characters, and you still got to milk them for money. So, I, you know, I don't. I want well, to go. I mean, go ahead. I mean, you, you got to look at it too. Is is that all other from DC to Marvel characters 
every single character is is owned by basically two different companies and that's obviously marvel and then dc yeah okay for movie rights show rights all of that Mm -hmm. there's only one character out there that is owned by somebody not from marvel that's a marvel character and that's spider-man yeah sony sony owns spider-man yeah. So you're right. They are going to come out with as much as they can to make Spider-Man attractive. So then if Marvel comes back and says, we really, 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 really want Spider-Man in our movies. Okay. Well, it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's why Sony's doing Venom without a Spider-Man. While they have, they have a bunch of other movies that have Spider-Man centric characters that they own the rights to that they're going to do. That as yep. far as I've heard, and I'm sorry that we've moved away from video games, but that's life right now. That um, <laughs> <laughs> that they yeah, jerk. Yeah, hey, you know that's what I do. Um, th- so they've they've got the rights to these characters. They've got to milk them for for money, and hopefully they do well, and then they can sell them back to Marvel, right? If exactly. if this Tom Hardy Venom movie does gangbusters, which I don't believe it will, but if it did, you know, the next day there someone's gonna be knocking on Marvel's door saying, "Hey, you want them for MCU?" Cause, cause we can put them in there. We can sell them back to you to, to put with Spider-Man if you want. Well, you we're going to sell them back for one movie and one movie only. Yeah. You we're get them back for a movie and then yeah, back and forth and we get them too. And, and we want mm-hmm. um, Tom Holland to make an appearance in the next Venom movie. And you know, that's yeah. business. That's what it is. Um, the but, thing that I'm waiting for, honestly, the, the biggest thing that I'm waiting for either in a video game or in a movie. And the, and the thing is, is that it's going to have to be a rated R. If it's a movie, it's going to be rated R. It, it just for you to to get that character and develop that character as a villain, it, and that's Carnage. Yep, yep. I mean, totally that's, agree. That, that's the ultimate villain of Spider-Man is Carnage. That is Spider-Man's Joker, you know, as Joker is to Batman. Hmm. If you really think about it, interesting. I never thought it of him. Really that way. is. Okay. So, I mean, if you really look, I mean, go back into the comics and, and we could talk a whole nother two hours of, <laughs> of that. Um, but if you really look at it, you, you can't you can't put Carnage with anybody else but Spider-Man. Spider-Man has to be there um, with you, Carnage. And um, it just have, have you, you just you, 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 if you do make it, it ha- it's, it's going to be a rated R movie. Just because of what Carnage does and how diabolical he is, and and all of that. So, yeah, yeah, if um, you want to be true to the character, um, what do do we know? What Venom is rated? Is it PG thirteen or is it R? I believe it's PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's PG thirteen. So, actually, they recently did a death battle with Carnage. Actually, death battle. Yeah, it's where they put like uh, two two video game characters against each other's. Um, it, it's really interesting since they actually do like a lot of the research to see their strengths, their weaknesses, and it's it's enjoyable. And they did one recently with Carnage. Uh, okay, I won't say who won, but <laughs> it's uh it's fun, and you got to learn a lot about some characters too, a little bit more than you thought you did. Right on, right on. Um, yeah, it's it's a PG thirteen rating. Okay, yeah, I, I was just checking on it too. Did you hear that Cletus Cassidy is going to be in the movie? Ooh, well, yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, so it's it's grain of salt. It's been rumored that like I don't remember who it is, but somebody who's not a major star, but somebody has been cast as Cletus Cassidy. Which for people who don't know what we're talking about, that is the person that the 
piece of becomes... venom breaks off and turns into carnage and takes over Cletus Cassidy, who's a serial killer, and that's why he's horrendous and does what he does. Um, yep. But like to have Cletus Cassidy in the movie is them setting up the whole Venom verse. All that felt horrible tor- to say. Yeah. yeah, it really did. Oh, well, I mean, look at look at what look at what Christopher Nolan did with the first Batman with Batman Begins, right at the end. He says, "Remember, this is his calling card." And he flips it over, and it's a Joker. And it's a Joker. Card, yeah. Which then, you know, and then you know everybody knew. Okay, you know, every, there's going to be a second one, and then you know, obviously, you know, history went from there with Heath Ledger mm-hmm. basically being the best Joker ever, ever. Besides, ever. besides Mark Hamill, to me, Mark Hamill's number one. The animated Joker. Oh yeah, the animated Joker, absolutely. But as far as live action, I mean, he yeah. he just engulfed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, that could be a whole, you know, maybe that's what our next episode should be about. It's just characters and who played them and, and, <laughs> and voices and who did the best. I mean, that could be a wonderful oh, man. to talk about. Voice actors? We could go back and forth. Everybody yeah. was voiced by Nolan North. The end. There, I did the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, no. So I think, I think, um. I think what they're I think what Sony and PlayStation is doing right now with this with the marketing is just making me want Spider-Man more. And then what I've seen of it and then like the web, once again the thing that caught me is web-slinging. The the mm-hmm. web-slinging is just I can't wait to swing around New York. I just yeah. I can't. I can't wait to do it. That's that's um, number 1 in the Spider-Man game. That's number 1. If the web-slinging mm-hmm. isn't fun, scratch everything else off the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Everything else is dead. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that does it for our show. Um, for uh, you know, for our what is this episode? Uh, episode eight. Episode seven. Yeah, I, eight. Two. We'll edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> this is our so, last Jedi. So I don't sound so dumb. But um, <laughs> but no, this is episode. Uh, this is our ending of this episode. Uh, we'll be back uh, within the next week and publish another one, hopefully. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, again for downloading us. Um, you know, it's one thing that we haven't really done, um, and I want to uh, have you guys because you guys also have other side, other projects that you work on. So, Jesus, what's the what's the name of the other podcast that you're on? Uh, that, that is the convoluted podcast. Uh, there, we just released a new episode last uh, Friday, and another one's coming out this coming Friday. So I look forward to that. Uh, convoluted podcast. And then, Steve, you have your podcast, which is? The Science Faction Podcast. We talk about science and science fiction every week. We release every Wednesday. Our last episode was number 213. And uh, I do that with uh, with a buddy of mine who has been a buddy of mine since high school. I've known this guy for a long time. And he's a lawyer, so take that. <laughs> I'm not, but he is. Okay, sure. So I, don't, maybe he... I don't know how to take it, but sure. <laughs> So maybe he can challenge the internet and they won't find the answer. There uh, you go. Oh. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so... So check out those two podcasts, guys. You can find those on iTunes, I'm guessing, and and all the channels. Yeah, and- iTunes and Stitcher for for us. Oh, uh, sciencefactionpodcast.com. Go there, look at things. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for listening, and uh, until next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.